weekly podcast out here in podcast land. My name's She Talks, and I have with me my beautiful, delightful co-host. Hello. <laughs> I like that intro. We're going to be doing this every week now. Yeah. Okay, so I'll let you lead the intros, and from now on... If yeah! You're gonna, if you're going to, like, boost me up, like... Yeah! You know, just tell these people about, you know, my fan self. Yeah! looking for a man and everything, so... <laughs> I got you. Know, you. I got yeah. you. This one's already got a ring. He's waving it in my face every week. Yeah, it's all right. Doing a Beyonce, single ladies, but you're married, Beyonce. Single ladies. If you liked it, you would have put a ring on it. <laughs> okay, we should so have been so doing the live video. Taunt us more, yeah. <laughs> taunt us more. All right, all right, all right. You've got I'm millions. I'm settling got down. Boom. I'm settling. Twins. <laughs> and you got a ring. No, it's okay. What I got. It's okay. You're Jay's coming. Studio in West London. You're Jay's coming. We got Ace. We got Ace and we got... As I say, what have I got? We got... <laughs> <laughs> we got a guest in the building. Mm-hmm. I still don't feel like I've got much, but you know what? This guest actually came through for me. He bought me water. And I was just thinking to myself, I need some My water. My so dry. And he came through, even though he cusses me all the time. My throat. Can't blame yeah. me. Yeah, it's you know? dry. Yeah, he didn't bring anything for Shezza, so she's feeling... My bad. There's Phantom in the studio, so you're good. Right. <laughs> Do you want to introduce the guest? Is that the Fanta that you were talking about? Yeah. Fanta Zero. <laughs> he hasn't even got sugar in it. It's got... Aspartame or whatever oh, that wait, thing it's is. Wet. You said you were thirsty. It's horrific. I don't want that. <laughs> right. Let's anyway, just crack on. Who've we got in the studio today? We have. Can we have a drum roll? Who could do an actual drum roll? We have Mr. <laughs> Ori Stella. Yes, 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 yes. No, 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 no. Horns, horns. Inside the place. <laughs> Lovely to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Welcome to our podcast. Yes, Excuse yes. me if my throat gets a bit dry through this interview. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can I just suggest, I, I got water. I apologize for not bringing... <laughs> Listen, <laughs> so Lala's taking a sip of the water that I got for her. Um, I didn't know she talks would be it, like in need of a drink. My apologies. It's okay. My apologies. <clears throat> it's okay. But, but it's all right because you got you. She got a drink. You got a man. So there we go. <laughs> You're all good. There we go. Oh my God, just there we go. Me. You're not thirsty. Not she is. Get it? See what, I, see what happened there? There we yeah, go. Joke. That joke was a low blow. Right. <laughs> okay. Here, man. Right so we have got a show lined up for you because Laura and I have been out this week mm. watching movies Uh that we're going to talk about a little later later. Mm -hmm. but first let's get into how we always start the show how has your week been apart from yesterday when i saw you (laughs) do you know what today was a madness i got up early this morning did my usual training Mm -hmm. and i was just out and about just um yeah up and down the whole of london i feel like i've been up and down today as well to myself now i have to go to north wheezy how you love it here. You love it here. When you've been up and when I say up and down London, I mean like, you know, central London where you know people are quite civilized and whatever know, things Wait, work. Are you whatever. central with this as if like we're not civilized around? Look, she's area. going back to South I'm, afterwards. I'm just saying, you know, things work, people are nice, people smile, you know, you can see, you can smell the money in the air. <laughs> and then you came North West London. When you come happened. to Queens, um, was it Queen, where are we? Queens, Queens Park. Park, yes. That place. Queens Park yeah. a, a, a very like a smell of where do you live i live in the very gentrified area of brixton of brixton yes the required gentrification before it became right the place that we can all visit without worrying about where our wallets go has a cash injection rather than needing a cash (laughs) Cash injection injection. darling it went went, 
It went from Where the Brixton pound to the cash injection. Don't start with me, you know. I remember the Brixton pound. You understand? They're old food stamp, you know. And you should try to talk about cash injections. We have a pound. You guys barely have coins. And I'm talking about the brown We do with plastic out here. Plastic. That was low. Plastic, plastic. Yes. But I do, I do feel plastic. like, I have to say, I feel like I've been up and down yeah. today as well. I just, and then I got home and then I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to come back down to the bits to do the <laughs> podcast. Because, you know, I live, I live in suburbia now. Like, you know, where, I'm where are you so living? suburban. <laughs> where do you live? I live in like Edgware. I shouldn't even be saying this on air. Not far Don't from where try I am, and come though. to my house, people. Not far from where I am. Harrow. That's what I mean. See what I'm saying? That's what I mean. You, so you, you're from Northwest. Zone 10. And then you zone 10. <laughs> to hear this. Okay, go on. Go on. That, that was funny. Go on. Do you think? Easy. Easy, la. Easy. Warm me so? up with water. That's what you do. Yeah, I'm just waiting. Don't worry, it won't come right out later, that one. Like, I ain't never heard that um, one before. Whoa, yeah, what's that? No. Is that zone B? Ooh. <laughs> I feel like I've been up and down as well. I drove to mm. Kingston today okay. and then spent a long time there waiting for somebody else to get their ish together because mm. our cases were co-joined, so it was really frustrating. And then I kept doing this really passive-aggressive thing. Yeah. <laughs> like... My prosecutor. I knew my prosecutor, and then she's a black lady as well. So when the other counsel was sat on the other side of her, we were outside of court talking, and she was talking about what she needs to do from what she didn't need to do. I kept kissing my teeth, and you know the real stage yeah, kissing your teeth as well. You're in the court long. Your teeth. No, it was outside the court. I'm about to you say. know the seven seconds long. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and then the other lady, the other the other lady kept saying, "I'm terribly sorry. I'm terribly sorry. I know this is delaying matters." I was like, "No, no, no, it's fine." No, but you. When you say no, 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 it's fine. You're gonna give them more leverage. No, because it was just being passive aggressive. I was saying it was fine, and then I'd look at my prosecutor and just kiss my teeth and turn away. You got to get out of the court rather than in the court, though. Get out of the court. It was out of the court. Inside the court, I was actually acting like butter would melt because the judge was a bit of a the, but the judge was a thug he was like having up Wait, the prosecutor that. he was he kept interrupting her yeah he's one of those judges that I, he's quite a pedant i've not been in front of him before but he's quite a pedant he just wanted things done like okay. uber correctly asking questions that were irrelevant actually but just trying to put her on the spot and i actually felt quite sorry for her and then when the co-defending counsel was talking, he was doing the same thing to her. So I knew I had to come with my lower your voice octaves, mm. make sure I've got all my facts at my fingertips because you will not be asking me questions that I cannot answer. Mm. So he was being thuggish <laughs> with them. And then when it came to me, he was <laughs> trying to ask me certain things. I'm batting it straight back. You know, in my head, I'm thinking, take that fool. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I got out of there really late and then I drove all the way back from Kingston, which is a mission. Yeah. And then you just when you're getting comfortable at home, you look at the time and you're like, oh, I've got to go back to the bits. But do you know what? I'm happy to be here, La. Yeah. Happy to see you as ever. That's nice. My lovely co-host. And I'm happy to have Ori Stani. I haven't seen you in ages. It's been a hot minute. Like, for real. The last time I saw him must have been at Blogger's Delight. That's what I'm thinking. That's a good few years. Yeah. Ages ago. So it's good to have you here. What Thank have you, you been up to? Um, <laughs> comedy. That's it, really. Comedy. Making people laugh. That's it. Or putting on platforms for others to make people laugh. One of the two. Yeah, like so, that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's literally, it's my full time, so. Is it your full time? full time job, comedy. Ent entertainment is my full time job. Can I job. just have a high five yeah. on that? I really like that. It takes really a while like to get to that. that. Thank you. It takes a while to get to that. Um, 
it start off, I mean, I've been, it'll be seven years in March that I've been doing stand-up. I was going to say, how so long have you been in the game? Seven years nearly. And you start off and you kind of have to juggle um, a regular job and then also um, comedy or if you're in entertainment, any form of entertainment. Yeah. When you then decide, all right, I can make a career out of this. It's a big jump. It's a risk. Mm. Um I'll be honest, there were gigs I was doing for next to nothing or trying to, or making a little bit of money and then having to do a little weekend job and yeah. to make ends meet. My my car was terrible and my yeah. clothes were just a bit tattered, but you got to love what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. to a point where you grow and you grow and then all of a sudden, if you are talented and determined and you know how to market yourself Amen, well, yeah. boom, there it, it is. Happens. So, so who's, yeah. who's responsible for telling you you should try and make people laugh? Like, who do we need to blame? <laughs> blame? Okay. <laughs> went yeah. into this Blame, game. okay. <laughs> it's like good cop, bad cop we need to win it, yeah? It's all right. It's a common it's thing right. Give use. her the bottle of water, please, because you, you, you don't need nothing else to drink now. Give her the bottle of water. <laughs> do you know what? I don't... I think when you're... All right. I always say this, when you're younger at school, mm -hmm. there's uh, two types of people that um, are the popular people. It's the mm -hmm. funny or the attractive. Yeah. And I weren't the second. So mm -hmm. I really practiced on trying to be the first. Yeah. Um, amongst my friends, just being a bit of a joker, being quick witted and so on. Mm -hmm. I was good at it. I, I, I left school. But I can I to, stop you? So you know, when you say practice, do you feel like, are you, are you one of those people that will say, it didn't necessarily come naturally. You literally uh, nah, were you know, the craft. Or do you, you think that you just had that already? It has to be a bit of both. If yeah. you're naturally funny, but believe you can go on stage and be funny, it's a whole different dynamic. It's yeah. a different... Um, every, like Comedy is... Um, it's How can I put this? It's not... Let's put... I wouldn't just put relative. Uh, comedy is something that has to have a certain structure to it. Yeah. So you go on stage, you can try and be funny in front of a group of friends. The dynamic's different yeah. from being funny to three four hundred people that say exactly. i paid my money make me laugh with that expectation do you understand right? <laughs> yeah right some crowds are up for it they're like yeah i'm ready to laugh anything you do is funny some crowds are like i paid my money mm. make me laugh yeah right that's a different dynamic from me busting joke in front of my boys or or family or it's, it's a different thing so you have to have both yeah naturally be funny but also understand how to convert either that natural humor that you have mm -hmm. into something that could be delivered and packaged on stage or some people aren't naturally funny yeah. but on stage there's something else yeah. they're hilarious so it's yeah. understanding there is a different dynamic between the two but you I, for me naturally funny and then learning to structure it after okay so let's do a quick canter because you said you've been um doing it for like seven years yeah like properly properly so do a quick bop 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 from school funny what was the next okay. move um all right, uh, from from school or from when I started comedy, which one? No, from school. School. And then how did you? All right, Pri um, primary school was just primary, bit of a class clown, bit troublesome. Then secondary school, really troublesome. Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about this actually earlier on. I went to an all boys um, school um, in Hertfordshire. All right, right okay. boarding school. Oh wow! Yeah, so <laughs> private boarding school. Like you don't look at me and think, yeah, that man had a private education. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I went to a boarding school up there. Um, being around um, those kind of people that are up there as a young black man of one of only 16 in the entire school. When mm. I left, there's only one of only 12. I could name all of them still mm. till today. Um, you stand out a lot, as you yeah. can imagine. Being that 
kind of different character as well as being a Jack the Lad kind of character in school. Yeah. People um, either really like you or really don't like you. Right. It's one of those two things. But yeah, you get to end the school, left there, went to another, um, I went to another school with a sixth form, yeah. which was St. Marlebone. Started doing a little bit of hosting and, and I was dancing for like Bigger Fish and Ufology back then as well. Okay. Um, went to university. The first time I went was at UEL. Did um, computer games technology. Didn't really want to do it, but I didn't want to leave without knowing what I wanted to do. Right. So I went to go to university just yeah. to study something at least. Dropped out after a year and a half because it was not what I wanted to study. Went to work up um, here, up in Lincolnshire for a company called PGL. Ever mm -hmm. been on that? No? It's mm -hmm. like an outdoor activity center for kids. So right, people okay. send their kids and it's like literally they can go there for a week or some schools take their the kids to that for about right. a week. I went worked there for about seven, eight months. Come back to London, restarted a new course at Middlesex, which was marketing. Second nature for me, marketing was. Right. So I literally, my mum was, my mum was. Um, and very do, you think, do you think your personality head. was infused more in something like that marketing? With marketing, yeah. I think, um, I, I, I'd say yes now. Back then, I wouldn't have said so. Right. For me, yeah. I had the marketing head only because my mum. My mum is a, a very prominent business figure of her time. Right. So having that as a mad influence. When I say I want to be entertained, I knew from young I wanted to do entertainment, but my mum saying, <laughs> no, business. <laughs> you know, like that, innit? Yeah. Caribbean mum. It's not, it's, not, it's not just Caribbean. You get a lot of um, women from all over the world that see their boys that say they want to be entertained. No, no, no. I want something structured for you. And I understand that. Mm. So my mum influenced me that way. Me going into marketing was purely because of how I was raised around my mum being a businesswoman. Right. And then wanting to do entertainment and marketing. So even when you were studying marketing, yeah. did you have in your mind, but 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 the real thing I want to do is kind of, yeah. Kind wow. of. Okay. It was always host I was I was hosting, like hosting little music events and stuff or yeah. stuff that was happening at the university. Yeah. Always kind of being a host there, even club night hosting. Yeah. Um for a few DJs. Yeah. And then Comedy was something I said I was going to do. I always wanted to do, but it took me a while before I said I'm going to actually do it. Got right. to 22. Did an open mic night, which I was only going there to sell some clothing that I actually designed myself, like yeah. T-shirts and stuff. And they said, oh, go on the mic for five minutes. I said, all right, cool. I went and did five minutes and I never turned back. But so, that's yeah. something, though, because you must have, like, for, for me, I when you were saying about, oh, you know, people feel it, feeling like you can be funny in front of your friends is very yeah. different from going on to stage. Oh, it's mad different. It's just like people that say things to me like, oh, you know, I, I, I always win arguments. I could be a lawyer. Nah, like, yeah. My job isn't arguing. I it's don't know not, why people think it is. Exactly. It's literally but it's not arguing. See how you describe that there? Exactly the same thing. So, people think it's just make them laugh. Right? Win an argument. It's not. But how did you know? Like when somebody first said to you, just, just go on stage for a bit, like... You didn't. You don't sound like you had that moment. You sound like you. Were oh like, no, oh, I was. Right, I was bricking it. I'll be right. honest. Oh, well, yeah, well, I've been you? on the mic before, hosting stuff. Even mm -hmm. I did like funny poetry when I was younger as well. I always did something on stage. Yeah. But to actually go and do comedy, which is one of the hardest, I would say. With music, you go and see, let's say, your favorite singer. Let's say it's Beyonce. Yeah. You go and see Beyonce in concert. She can bang out some of her old hits. I'm telling and you. everyone will still go, yeah, yeah. single, ring on yeah. it, all of that business, right? And the thing is, you already know, you've paid your money, but you already you know, know what, what you're, you're going to get there. Because you, you know that album, exactly. you know yeah. With comedy, it's not that. They want yeah. you to make them laugh. And to make someone laugh, uh, there's context yeah. that, 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 that you have to follow. And then also, there can't be repetition. Mm -hmm. If I tell you the same joke 10 times, after maybe the second time, it gets boring. Yeah. So that pressure that's on there, totally different from 
um, why I'd ever experienced. I was bricking it, right. but <laughs> well, no, I'm serious, I was. Wow. But I had to go and do it because I said to myself, I wanted to do comedy. Yeah. I've been watching comedy for a while, hosting shows with comedians on them. I said I wanted to do this and I yeah. went and did it. Never turn back. Oh, Never amazing. turn back. Do you know, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you about what people kind of consider the black comedy circuit. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. that, I don't mind. Because um, it's been accused of being very insular and kind mm. of not wanting to break out into the mainstream. I don't yeah. know if you would agree with that statement. And if so, why do you think it is quite insular? Like, so I'm on both sides as to believe it um, It can be seen that way, mm. but also I'm, I don't think it's the scene or the circuit's fault. I think it's individuals within it. Right. Mm. So there are, ba- there are some that sit there and say um i'm gonna write comedy and the comedy they know is very much geared towards their own it's mm-hmm. not a problem if that's where you're if that's like your experiences if you're trying to do stuff which is relative you yeah. can't fake being something you're not yeah, so you yeah. can't pretend like i can't go and talk about being cockney when i'm not cockney yeah. i can reference it by my experience of being around them mm. but i can't pretend that i'm something i'm not right. but some will write jokes and they'll literally say to themselves it's funny for my people so i'm only going to focus on my people mm. because that's the direction i want to go if that's what you want to do that's fine but then you limit yourself mm. there are others that just write comedy yeah. Now, there are ways of writing comedy that it can be relative to who you are. Like, I'm a young black man. Mm. I can write comedy from a perspective as a young black man. It doesn't mean that an Asian and white, uh, uh, anyone, like man, woman, doesn't sit here and look and say, I understand that, yeah. especially by how you deliver it. Yeah. If I'm sitting here all the time going, um, you know, all my references are all just so my people can understand, yeah. it's great for my people, but it's not going to work all the time. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry so we got a little distracted uh, you know what? i'm going to the next cut the chat podcast and i'm noising up the place okay anyway, cool continue Ori. all right sorry yeah i was saying um yeah there are some people that um when they write stuff they aim it for their people fine you want to do that that's yeah. cool but then if you don't make it so other, everyone else can understand like if I talk like wait, you're Nigerian, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm Jamaican. What are you trying to say? You can see it in me. No, it? no, it's because you said it earlier on. <laughs> oh <my laughs> oh, I right, even know what right, tribe right. you are. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know what tribe you are, darling. Ebo selector. So basically, <laughs> there you go. Basically, right? There are things that I'm not going to understand that you're going to understand about mm. uh, your tribe, or just yeah. even being Nigerian. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you can't explain it to me in a way that I can learn to understand. Yeah. Same I with knew, me. I knew he, we had that convo, by the way. No, you, did, you forgot. No, I you must be I dehydrated. Was, you might need a drink because your brain's forgetting, <laughs> forgetting one, two bits and pieces. Golly in here, we trying to say? Trying to say? <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew. <laughs> but yeah, you can explain. All right, so you can explain stuff to me. Yeah. I'll learn to understand it. It's, that's comedy is literally talking to people, being able to yeah. express things, finding the humour, delivering it in a particular way. Yeah. I do believe there are times that some can do it and some can't do it because of maybe that the willingness to want to mm-hmm. or, um, and this is not to put shade on anyone, their ability. Right. It take, there is time and experience, that, sorry, time equals experience if you put hard work into it. Time can go by, you don't gain any experience, mm-hmm. but time needs to go by to gain experience, yeah. right? So give someone a certain amount of time and they go and do this show, that show, try and branch themselves out to different types of shows. The experience that they gather from that, they can choose to learn from it mm. or ignore it. If they I learn see from why it, you say it's for, for see, the individual now. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. It's down yeah. to the As individual. To the scene, yeah. Yeah, because I just heard um, certain comedians who, are like, to me, sound a bit like, oh, well, you know, they don't want to. And I, a little part of me thinks, well, how much of yourself have you actually put 
out there that's for true. other audiences to actually hear what you've got to say. That's because true. I, I think one of the, 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 the most, the, one of the biggest comedians, oh, he's this Canadian guy, and I think he's Asian. R- Russell though. Peters. Yeah, he's probably the highest paid comedian. Was. Kevin's was. beating him now. Right, well, there you yeah. go. There's two, like, comedians of colour yeah. who are being paid. And they're massive. Yeah, exactly. They're and massive. Seen both, you've seen both of them. They've managed to cross over. They still do their, their black jokes or whatever it is so that they come from. Funny's funny. Right, that's, exactly. that's what they're doing. So yeah, that's what I always say. very think. stubborn about the fact that you don't want to leave mm. your little bubble of your black audience, which is fine, but I just think is quite limiting to me. There are, yeah. there are those comedians that, that think that way, that they don't want us. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of them will sit there and they might be hit by one or two walls. Right, okay. But everyone does. Whether you whether you are someone who doesn't even appeal to your own people and only appeal to the mainstream audience, you're going to get hit by walls. People are going to say, oh, no, nah, you're not really for this. Mm. You're going to go to a crowd and you're just not going to be funny that day, not because you're black and they're not. Mm. You're just not going to be funny. I think with some of them, they sit there and they say, oh, no, nah, they don't want us. And then they choose not to then try to do something that uh, with their style of comedy that makes it open to everybody. Right. But then there are those who do, and they still get hit by walls, but they'll still keep it open until mm. that door opens. Once that's that door opens, anyway, that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. It's get, life. It, it doesn't matter what industry that you're in. Yeah. You're going to get... You're going to get people blocking yeah. you. You're going to have to have tasks to, to, to defeat and come over yeah. and hurdles. That's how it is. Yeah, yeah. What that's do you think is. about... Um, comedians that or or the phenomena of comedians and maybe other black artists in other parts of the entertainment industry Mm. that have had to leave the uk and go to america to find success the one that rings in my mind is is idris for acting and stuff but i was thinking gina yashere in terms of comedy yeah but isn't it such a shame that she had to do that and it is a shame but i I think it's also a numbers game right go to you go to America, if there was what you call, well, there is, they call it, uh, the, let's say the black circuit, They call, over there they call it the Chitlin circuit. Mm. Mm. You go over to America and you go to the predominantly black shows, there are the same amount of people supporting those shows as all the mainstream audience in Britain yeah. supporting the shows in Britain. Right. So for them, you can make a living. You can go from city to city every week and do an auditorium of anywhere between 100 and maybe 5,000 people and you can make a living. Gina's someone that went over there who, when you go to America as a British anything, actor, mm. singer, um, comedian, you don't naturally appeal to their so-called black culture. Mm. You've got a certain aura, you've got a certain delivery about you that mainstream-wise people pick up on. Mm. And also the quirkiness of you being a black person who is British going to the States and then they hear you talk. Yeah. Idris was one. Yeah. Um, if you look at um, uh, Trevor Noah, who, who yeah. does um, The Daily, the Daily show. show. Trevor Noah is a black man. He's mi- of mixed heritage, yeah. right? But he is from South Africa. So the way he speaks and how people pick up on him and how he articulates himself mm. isn't, isn't what you would see at a typ- typically chitlin circuit kind of show yeah so people accept you because of things that you have that might be slightly quirky over there yeah to go over there i mean genia is a black british homosexual female Mm. that in itself is everyone can grab onto something there in the states yeah i think it's sad that when you're over here you don't get as much shine but then as well as that it's a numbers game yeah how many of us are in this country and then how many of us then will support our own 
com- comedian. Right. So it is a numbers game, I think. Yeah. So do you have any aspirations abroad? Yeah, I perform around Europe quite a lot. Wow. To go to the States, definitely. Yeah. But um, to go to the States, you have, I've, in my eyes, you have to have a definite strong foundation in what you do mm. already here. You can't right. just go yeah. w- with, with the dream of, all right, I'm over here, maybe something will happen. You yeah. better have a strong foundation. You better have maybe one or two comedy specials. You better have a fan base over here that when they look at you, online and say well, what's he doing back home oh he's pretty good back home all right cool mm-hmm, let's give him a chance mm-hmm. here you can't just go willy-nilly so i said to myself i'd give myself five to ten years right from my start comedy before i want to go over to the states because i don't want to just so we're getting it. close to that time yeah, yeah i could I'd be, if i'm confident if i'm honest now i'm confident enough to go over there now and yeah. do shows i work with a lot of americans when i go to europe or when they come over here mm-hmm. and they'll always say you need to come out there do shows you enjoy it. I know loads of clubs I could hook you up with. Yeah. So for me, I know I could go out there to do comedy. Right. But I don't want to rush it. I know right. I, I believe in pace, taking my time. I love that. I look forward to seeing you going international. Thank you. That, that gives us bragging rights. <laughs> <laughs> we had him here. We had him here before he, he went over there. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he didn't buy me water, but you know we had a good <laughs> chat. <laughs> he bought me water. This is the bottle that Ori brought. I like that. If you look closely, there's his fingerprint. <laughs> so Ori, you've been you've been like branching out though, like yeah. you said. So you 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 started off do, like hosting gigs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And very recently, you've hosted. Um, oh God! Oh, quite, I know what gig we're talking quite, about. Now. Quite a well yeah. uh, publicized gig. Yeah, let's talk about that. Go on. T- tell us, tell us a bit about that. Okay? So the show they're talking about is a tour that's currently going on, and I'm the main host of it. And the tour's called the Chocolate City Tour. Uh, if you've seen the movie, Jeez. then you, yeah, <laughs> it's based on what the movie is. It's, it's a bunch of strippers, all black strippers. And they are literally doing what boys gone do. wild. <laughs> pretty much, the girls are wilder. But yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much, the boys gone wild on stage, letting it all go and having, and the girls love it, a bit of fun and and so on. And and yeah, I'm the host. How did you get that gig? Mm. Again, the, the guys who run it um, just know me as a comedian. Say, oh, he'd be good to host it. So right, right, asked right. me. I said, yeah, cool, and I did it. It's did- so funny because mm. like after the first show, I thought, Ori ain't getting out of there alive. Not gonna <laughs> Do you know what? Listen, <laughs> and he lives to tell the tale. Follow, follow Ori on his Snapchat. And <laughs> I did the recap I saw every day in it. Day, I was like, sweet Jesus. Like, yeah, it was, was a lot. A lot going on. Really? A lot going on. I think I told you about it. That his, are you told me that like, his voice was gone. I spoke to Ori yesterday. The My voice, voice is gone. Yeah. Myth. What went down? That's oh. like the first show. Because okay, just the first one. Okay, so the first one. Um, I'll tell you what threw me off. I got down there, I started seeing, I saw the queue. It's about 300 people mm. in this queue waiting to get inside early, right? On the first night was 800 tickets gone. Um, I went wow. in, 800. Wow. Every London show had, a bar one had 800. One of them only had 700. That's 3,900 over the four shows that wow. they had in London and the one um, the one that they had, which had only a 700. Mm. Wait, so it's it's was it a, um, an American company promoting this? No, no, Sun City. Sun City? Sun City. So Sun City. Decided. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Sun City thought, you know what? This would work. Boom, let's do this. There's a lot of hungry ladies out there. Let's, let's the maximize f- on that. Mate, the, fir- the first night, uh, there, was one, there was one girl that was there and and she was she was quite a big girl, right? <laughs> about, my, about my height. Fluffy, yeah. you say? 
I think that's offensive to fluff because when you touch <laughs> fluff, it's soft. So don't let's not use fluffy on this. So one, she was built. She was built. <laughs> I never, I never. We'll go back to that in a bit, but I've never really fully understand why you call someone who's quite a big girl fluffy when you touch them. It don't feel like a pillow. <laughs> I, I don't get it myself personally, but to each their own, isn't it? Um, no, this is a big girl, right? And she was very forward with her actions and stuff. She saw me. Um, she knew I was the comedian, yeah. but she didn't think that I wasn't stripping. She thought, because I'm here, you must be stripping. Or she want, banter, will banter with the idea of me stripping. Come up to me, oh, Ori, you feel good. I feel like my arm and my body. I'm like, all right, I'm not stripping, get off me. <laughs> then she goes, to, then she'll feel up my chest and then goes to squeeze my nipple, right? What? So I said, wild. So me being me, right? Comically trying to get her off me, but also trying to say, look, don't do that. Yeah. I said, nah, darling, don't touch. Hey, you you touch my nipple, I will twist yours off your breast. <laughs> my girl said, go on then, pulled out her titty, <gasps> let it flop out her bra. I said, go on then. From then I said, you know what, you win. You win. I walked off. You win. <laughs> Girl, you win. Gone wild. You win. I was just like, no, like, no. How do you... Like, like, girls no. got bad wild, you know. It like an elbow and everything. It was just there hanging out. I'm sorry. It was Ashy like and an it was right there, innit? It was a lesbian couple fighting each other. Or Let me explain this. Thing. I need Can to I know. I heard when you talked about I it on the last podcast. Need I was like, to know. what are you doing? Can I but break this down? Uh, yeah, I right, need to know how it happened. Fighting. Okay. The only person that was lesbian was the woman who works at the venue. But right. the ones who were fighting were her sisters and then another batch of girls. But they why were, were they fighting? <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> do you know what? I'm, I could just say, basically, the girl who works at the venue, right? Right. Um, she's very laid back with her duties. Mm. Mm-hmm. She let her family come in. And not only, I mean, that's fine. You work there, they let them get in for free, whatever. Mm. When she let them come in, she would place them at the side of the stage, which was behind the barrier. Mm. So you could see they're getting special treatment. Mm. Not only that, when it came to one of the strippers, his name XO, I'm sure you've heard his reputation. <laughs> he was on the stage, right? Yeah, the name is very descriptive. Now he was on the stage. Whilst this is going on, the girls at, in the front of the audience are kind of pushing forward a little bit. Even throughout the whole show, they're just pushing forward out of excitement, right? What she did, the security guard, is mm. got her girls, her friends or family, to make a line in front of everybody and kind of hold back, like, everyone get back, get back mm. kind of thing. Mm. But they don't work there. They don't work there. And, and the thing is, they were all juiced. So they were just thinking, there was one literally holding the phone, tilting it, woo, go on, exit, right in the face. Mm, literally zooming in, trying to tap the, the camera on the on the thing, like, literally getting mad excited. Oh, my god! So at this point, she's already irritated a lot of people behind her because we got told everyone to move back. Yeah. Just for now, this row of girls who are just there to enjoy themselves yeah to get pushed in front anyway arguments were kicking off later on and and just the way that they were carrying on like well we know the staff we know team whatsoever i don't know how the fight started outside right. but i saw the girl who was mainly fighting i saw her walk in now you know you know when someone's agitated because they got a different walk to them yeah right they're just they're storming through the crowd yeah I went to one of the promoters. I said, brother, hey, stop her. I don't know what she's about to do. But, <laughs> but you can but she's about to do something. something in it, yeah? I said, stop her. And he's playing, he's, he's not the promoter, he's one of the team members. He's playing dance like, who? I don't know. What's going on? I said, you know what? You wait there. I saw her. I went up to where she was. 
Um, which took me about 30 seconds to get through the crowd. I went to where she was. She's now walking past me, but her sister's behind her. And I said, you need to tell so what her. What were they doing? They're making down. a beeline for someone. I don't know what they were doing. I think they were just, she was agitated. She was looking for a girl or oh either trying gosh. to run away from a fight. Whatever it was, there was something about to go off. I see her storm past me again towards the front door. Yeah. And her sister's behind her trying to kind of calm her down. I said, what's going to happen? Do I need to call security? She was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's cool. I'm going to slow her down. I'm going to stop her. So I w walk outside. I didn't see this commotion happening outside. And it's her in the fight. It's her shouting and it's her sister who is what the door staff shouting. And there's another girl, a little girl, but she's shouting back. Next thing I know, there was another girl who was the friend of this one come out of nowhere. Now this girl was barely a girl. She basically walked out with her friend. She's taller than me. Her <laughs> voice was deeper than mine. I walked up to where this girl and the little girl was and she shouted, she's drunk. Shoes off, right? My oh girl went tribal. Gosh. She started shouting at this other girl. Oh, I'm the, the, the door star. And all of a sudden, these girls shouting at each other. I'm telling one of the security guards at the door, bruv, you need to stop that. He said, I can't leave this post. Can you deal with it? I said, but I'm not security. <laughs> but anyway, I That's ran to... above my pay grade. Now, this, is where, this, this is where now I'm wrong. Mm. I shouldn't have done this, but I did. I went over to the other side where they were shouting. Some of the other security guards were there thinking that the girl who works there was calming it down. She's arguing with She's them. She's arguing with them. So I, I'm like trying to say, look, you lot stop. And I've seen other security like, pull them apart. Next thing I know, one fist goes mm. one oh way. All of a sudden, these girls are scrapping. Mm. The, the scrap just, it started, it stopped. The girl who was in with the camera all zooming in and whatsoever was was um, literally her, whatever she was wearing was all ripped off her. She's there in her knickers oh out gosh. on the street. Yeah, no problem. Okay, just, aside from that it was crazy. issue, what? Yeah. how would you describe the crowds at each of the venues? Were they... Oh, not like that. Yeah. Was, not like that. That was, that was a one night. So, yeah. That was a outside, one night. So outside of that, yeah. there was there was no... No, 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 no. You had, in any event, you get a bit of tenseness when people are it's, it's sardined in a, in a venue. Yeah. You had maybe people shouting, oh, get off me, move, and whatsoever, once or twice. Only in London. Right, right, right. In other right. cities, it hasn't happened like that yet. What's been the liveliest city? So how many cities have you done thus far? Um, the tour's done London, Manchester, Birmingham, Liverpool. Mm. It's done, it, we did two in Manchester, two in Birmingham, five in London, one in Liverpool. And what is it? Yeah. Like, the guys just literally come out one by one and do a performance. This much. one has been asking no, so many seriously, questions. Seriously, I... You know, I let me just say, I am not into male strippers. No, nah. So I just don't feel You're like... Female strippers. I just... I could... I could... I could watch a female stripper before I could watch a male stripper. I, but yeah. even then, I'm just like... Even that would bore me because I'm like, I got what she's got, so I'm not... <laughs> it's not that... If you got what... If you... Yeah, I, I might not that. be able to do That's what, what she can do. Husband, lucky if you can but, do them, some strippers. But do. no, no, I might not be able to do what she can do. But then the fascination is going to wear off because it's not. I'm just. I'm okay. looking at you know my own bits. I'm how, just like, oh, how right. the girls are at these shows, right? I'll be honest. Axel, right? Axel Blake put mm. out a video saying girls are the new guys. He was not lying. Mm -hmm. You lot. Yeah, I'm in the room right now and there's girls in it. There's four. You lot are. Bad. You lot are terrible. <laughs> you lot are misbehaved. This is what I was you getting at. No what etiquette. is the behavior? What was the behavior None like? Listen, do you know what it is? With men, we know that if we were to go to a strip club, we can't touch anything. Right. Hands need to... Listen, they say, if you're a man in a strip club, what you need to do sit is sit on, on your hands. hands. I wouldn't know. I've never been. But basically, <laughs> it's one of the things that happens. You have to sit on your hands is what I've been told. Mm. Right? With this one, on the first night, there was one girl that grabbed XL by the... Uh, 
by the uh, shwami, right? You're joking. She grabbed, and she said to him, I don't know, you can go anywhere you want to, but he's staying with me. Yeah, exactly. If you've got to go toilet, if you need to go have a cigarette, you do your thing, but this is staying with me. Girls is grabbing him, but he had to go out the back at one point Did he and look ice like himself. He objected? Like, what, what, what? I don't um, so, this is this is yeah. the thing. This is where I kind of see why there's a difference between male and female. You, you think we like it, don't you? I, I don't. Well, I was watching the videos and it, and I saw the one where that. one girl was really grabbing onto him and she, yeah. he didn't look like he was objecting. In fact, he looked like he was enjoying himself. Whereas I feel like the dynamic between female strippers and men watching them is like not, it's different because obviously men are stronger. Not when um, you've got 800 girls and you won on stage. You know? Yeah, but you wouldn't a, like, I don't think. Singular, I, I don't know. That's the energy that I, okay, so, I, that's what I kind of imagine it to be. Like a guy coming up to a girl and really taking advantage of that girl, knowing that I am physically stronger than you. And if I want to nah, take advantage, I can. We don't like it. Like, look at the girl that that's You set, might uh, not, but he did look like Ori. He but, was having right, the time in, of his life. No, there was there were times where they have to play that role. Cause remember, yeah. they're on stage. Mm. They have to fulfill that fantasy. If mm. they start saying, get off me, get off all of a sudden, they've lost right, that right, whole right. mise-en-scene okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. for the people. But more times, when you've got girls that don't understand that there is, even though I'm here to perform and I'm here to mm. fulfill that fantasy, you need to understand, You, if I say, get off me, get off me, get off me, the yeah. same mm. way that if it was the other way around and you said, get off me, I would have to do that. Mm, mm, and mm. a lot of girls see it as banter. It's like, yeah. oh, well, he must love it because we're girls. Mm. Listen, the amount of stuff that I saw mm. at that event, even though most of the time guys will play it off just because of bravado, most guys will turn around and say, rah, these girls are hungry. Mm. Wow. Calm down. Where's my security making sure I can get through when I need to get to? Because they're working. Mm. So I see At what the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. They're working. They yeah. got to make sure they, they're able to work. Yeah. Ooh, it's odd. It's odd. It is a lot. I want to talk about, obviously, um, some of the strippers are from the States and some of them are from yeah. the UK. Yeah. Did you find that there was a different kind of reaction Big time. to the American strippers than there were to the UK strippers? Big and time. why was that? But the Americans are performers in ways we, we just don't... <laughs> We don't understand. There are some things that they do that we sit here and think is that like illegal. Well, can I just say, can I just, just go on about there's some things that they do? Because I did see yeah. one clip of just that. Yeah. Some man just went right in. I think he was holding some woman's bar. And he bar, moved and little thumb Yeah, and put his face and... right in there. His, his name... Uh, is suave, man. Oh, he's kind of light. Suave. He's kind of light skinned, yeah. right? Do you want to hear the joke? So was he? Was he? Was he American? Or yeah, yeah, was he he's UK? American. Right. Yeah. It's twenty three. What? what? <laughs> twenty three. Am I lying? See what I'm saying? And is this how he makes his major living? Uh, it seems so. Yeah. Wow. It, I think he just does the that. But there is some stuff that they do. The reason why they get some mad reactions is if you look at Suave, mm. uh, without getting too graphic, there's a scene what he does in his show at the end of after dancing and and power bombing girls and whatever. There's a scene. What's power? Sorry. Wait. Pause. Power bombing. <laughs> what is power bombing? It's a wrestling move. We'll get back to that in a bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we, I know you've seen that clip as well. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. But as a scene at the end of what he does is that he he take he sits back. And he takes everything off, like, because he just has like something wrapping him here, right. and he unwraps it. When, and he's, when he said here, listeners, here I'm talking about his there. nether regions, nether yeah, regions. nether regions, yeah. penis. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> thank you. He, he takes whatever, and then he gets whipped cream, and he just all over it, and then pretends that he is masturbating with it, okay. right? That's but the thing is, you think that's raw. There's worse than that. 
XL, who's mm. an American as well. Oh, XL's American. He's American. His thing was like this. Yeah, it was... It is was, that why he's called XL? Yes. I'm going to tell you a trick oh. for what they do for that, which is going to be so disappointing, but it's true. All right, so what he, what he does is he puts wax, hot wax, he pours it on himself. At one point, he even set it on fire and then quickly clapped it out. Do you see what I'm saying? Some girls thought it was creepy, but just to see that happen mm. as an art form in their head, it's like it almost made it into an art form. <laughs> oh my God. Like it almost made it into one. I don't say it is one, but it almost became one at that point. Right. Some of the girls, like when I did Liverpool, were like, they were in shock that he was doing, like, isn't that hurting you? Mm. But at the end of it, I was like, where is he? He, he performed for me. Right, right, right. English right. guys, they're great at what they do. They're more entertaining. They know their crowd because yeah. they know the crowd of the English yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what they do, there's... um. One of them called Galaxy. Galaxy, even though I'm this not here to watch... the red skin one that wears the um, Jamaican flag? But there's two of them that do that. Okay. There's two. Um, there's two. There's one that's quite slim. His name is um, Casanova. There's a bigger one called Galaxy. Okay. Galaxy, what he does, and this is something I've actually... I'll comfortably say this. Watching him do what he does mm -hmm. is actually entertaining for me. Because right. when you see what he does to the crowd and stuff, mm -hmm. it's hilarious, mm -hmm. Right? I mean, I've got someone who was there as well. It's hilarious when you watch what he does. He, there's one bit where pull up to the bumper comes on, yeah. mm -hmm. right? He, he, he boom flicks. <laughs> <laughs> he's loving. He, he starts like twerking, boom flicking, whatever you want to say, but he's did it backwards. And he goes, and he runs up to the crowd and he'll do it. But then what you see is what you're meant to see when he does it on stage, because yeah. he's facing the wall and he's got the back to the crowd, is his piece flicking backwards. Oh and God. everyone starts laughing because of what he does. <laughs> then he gets creeped. This is the part. The reason why I have to know this, right? Because I've seen it how many times. I have to yeah. know this bit as well. There's one bit where he gets creamed and he pours it on himself and he flicks it to the crowd. The reason I need to know this is because I need to move out the way. I'm the telling you. you know I'm saying? Let me just tell you something. That's the kind of shit. This is the that, stuff I'm yeah. saying to you that I don't I'm not like interested in. fluids and liquids that nope. don't come from me. Listen. But he this is what happens. I would freak out if that hit <laughs> no, me. Bueno. You're watching the crowd's reaction. This is why it's entertaining. The crowd's reaction is so funny. You get some girls that run out of the way like, ooh. Then you get some that are there like, ah, with their mouth open. Oh, my god. Yeah, this is why it's hilarious. I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't this is I why can't. it's funny. People listening, you're busting up. Do you know why? I'm gonna, the reason why she's laughing, right? I've got someone who knows who was at the show. The reason why she's laughing is yeah. because she knows of a story of a particular person Did that... No, huh? The, 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 the cream hit them. The cream hit them, but if I... Do you know what? Should I even say it? You feel like I shouldn't say it? I don't business. I feel like you should say it. All right, cool. What I'm going to say in a sentence is some people that were there, um, complete, like you would see them and you would think, right, they're, they're girls. One or two of them were guys. <gasps> yeah. Plot twist. Yeah. Really? One or two of them were guys. And, no, and they were loving the them. flicking huh? of the cream. Do you know them? Do I know? No, 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 no. But oh. the way I know is because... Yeah. They had messaged me on Snapchat after I filmed the next day. Right. And they were saying stuff like, oh, look at my boyfriend, this, that, and the third, blah, 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 blah. For me, I just thought it was a girl until I went barbers one time. Yeah. Right? And my barber said, I, there was one known like cross-dresser whatsoever yeah. that was at the event. Right. When I saw the person, I thought it was a girl who was kind of like studdish, yeah. a bit more masculine. Yeah. It wasn't. It was a man who was trying <laughs> to be a girl but still had the man masculineness of them on themselves. Okay, but just tell me, was that one of the ones that had the mouth open for the cream? Mouth open, <laughs> the cream in their face. Right? Okay, I don't know. It goes deeper, you. but I will not say. But this 
sounds like. This is the thing. It's, you, hear, you hear these stories. And the only reason I'm telling you these is because these are the worst of them. Yeah. Anything else you hear from other people, nine yeah. times out of ten, haven't actually happened. Right, the right, stories right. of people in the private dances doing stuff doesn't happen <laughs> right but it sounds like it sounds like it was a money spinner though for that for the promoters definitely yeah definitely for, i mean imagine nearly four thousand people five days in five in um, five different shows yeah and they're all coming down for pretty much the same kind of show every night different women oh mate it was it's been a mad money spinner all right i want to stick on money because i asked this to another guest that we had yeah who's in your film uh, who's in your field mm. and i feel like i'm doing a who did i say posty because he always talks about money when he's doing <laughs> but you get paid are you rich though yeah i don't want to ask that but now comedy is your full your, time, your yeah. full time are you comfortable with oh, it definitely Definitely. I'm so proud of that. Thank you. Thank you. I really, really so am. Next, next show, we'll invite you to. You don't turn up to any of my shows. <laughs> like, Hold on. Listen, Hold on. Let's I put Lala on blast, right? Let's put like, Lala, yeah, from your bedroom tweeting. Lala don't turn up to no show, you know. Say, All right, sorry. when's your next show? Um, Tomorrow, but it's Manchester. Okay. Um, then Friday, I'm back in London. Okay. Sunday, I'm in Bristol with my own show, Comedy Mania. Yeah. And Monday, Monday's the one you need to come to. I'll definitely right. put you down for that. Monday, Where's um, that be? at the Comedy Store in Central London. Okay. Right? Big name. Massive name. Yeah. No, in, in the south. Oh, you stay there. <laughs> stay no there, law. man. In it. Basically, Comedy Store is like the Shangri-La of comedy yeah. in this country, right? Even around Europe, Comedy Store is basically the place of comedy for Europe. Definitely, definitely in the UK as well. Yeah. They approach me. And I'm, wow. I'm the youngest comedy producer to yeah. do my own comedy show down there. Wow. So, and the reason they did that is because I hired out the other venue in Manchester. Right. Sold it out. The owner called Don. Yeah. He, big shout out to Don. Brilliant guy. Yeah. Loved it so much when he came to Manchester. And he heard my name flag up a few times as someone who keeps selling these tickets and stuff. Right. Came up something for himself. He said... I want that in my in my one in London. Oh, you that's amazing. You don't get to hire that place just by asking. You yeah. can't. They have to approach you or you have to pitch something to them where they trust you and you have to probably be on their circuit yeah. however many years before they even have faith in you like that. Ooh, and he saw what I did one that's night. That's amazing. Yeah, man, it's been hard Two work. Two bottles of water coming up. And that's why, do you know what? As <laughs> you said, you. as you said, <laughs> it's not just the talent, it's the determination. Yeah. yeah. Really hard work. My, I, my whole ethos is hard work always pays off. Yeah. I got... For my tour, my T-shirts I was selling, it says that on the front. Yeah. Hard work always pays off. Yeah. So yeah. what advice then, apart from that then, because mm. we've heard that, but what advice would you give to someone who really wants to break into you comedy? Can't make, you can't find an opportunity make one for yourself. That right. is that is how a lot of us had to make it. Yeah. So um, for me, if, if you weren't going to give me a gig, I'll make my own. Mm. Right. And now I run a comedy company, which is which every year I put on a show and I get dragging about eight to 10,000 people across the country. Right. You can't find an opportunity to make one for yourself. Yeah. If it's what you want to do, you work hard to make it happen. Yeah. There's a lot of people that say, oh, I want it. And there are comics that I know that I wish they're so good, but they're so lazy. They'll mm. never get past level one or two. And I want them. And they're good at what they do, but Isn't because of their... Word? It's horrible that. Mm. So don't be that lazy. Work hard for what you want. Yeah. yeah. And make make your opportunities happen. Or yeah. else you're just going to sit back and be that guy that says, oh, that could have been. Right. Who is your favourite comic? I don't have one. There's so many right. I appreciate. So let's, let's say 
Okay, yeah. So you said you there were so many. Give us three and the reason for them. Um, UK or worldwide? Anything. Do you know what? I'm going to stop him there because I go think on. this is the perfect time to do One's Gotta Go. Should we do One's Gotta Go yeah. now? Okay. Right, okay, I'll do this. So I'll explain the premise of this. We only started I love doing this, um, One's Gotta Go very recently. Can I, is it, you tell me stuff and I've got a dash one in the mouth. Yeah, so yeah. basically yeah. primarily Ready. on Ready. person and their body of work. So this week we're going to be doing comedy. It could be any random yeah. reason though because she's yeah. chucked out people because she don't like the cut of their jib. She? <laughs> she's chucked out people because she, <laughs> she didn't like the cut Serious. of their jib. <laughs> you know, someone, does does you this. know what I'm like, Shazam, when I pinpoint certain things. Like, He's got to go. Like, have you been watching Being Mary Jane? <laughs> I haven't got into right. it, you know. So her love interest <gasps> is this guy from the UK. Yeah. Oh, the comic guy. Yeah. yeah the comedian. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. Things, uh, like, just not London-ish I have to agree with her. I have to agree with her. I have to agree with her. the show. Yeah. And you know when you hear something or see something and it just sticks with you, you can't concentrate on anything else That's because it. you're like, yeah. she's taken against him. Yeah, so he says, well, okay, let me put it, let me see if Ori <laughs> will clock this, yeah? Okay. So basically, when they first met, yeah, so he'd have to do this against It was in a bar. It was in a bar. And then obviously he, what did he, did he Did he perform or he spoke or something? Yeah, so... Like, she's like, did she say, oh, you're from London? Yeah, so yeah, she clocked he, the accent. Then, yeah, she clocked the accent. She didn't say, oh, you're from London. I th- and he must have turned around and said to her, oh, yeah, I'm from the Primrose Hill area. And I just thought to myself, it just that would never... Look how he's racist! It, it, oh. it don't oh, work, does it? Who says that? Who says that? I'm from the Primrose Hill Thank area. You. Thank you. Thought, I'm actually with love. What they do look at like <laughs> pictures of the Beatles and look at what was in the background exactly. and say, oh, let's put that in there. No, exactly. man. And that's the what it comes off time, like. From beginning to end, I was saying to Chefs, like, I couldn't concentrate on the rest of the flip. Because yeah. he kept saying that from Primrose No, he only said it that one time. But it annoyed me so much because I was like, that would never even slip into a conversation. Yeah, and she's right. Especially nah, in nah, that, that way. Come up. None of us you are going to be South there. South London, like, West London. No one goes, I'm from the Primrose Hill area. In a country where they probably wouldn't even know that. Oh, where that is thank as well. you. No, it was just weird. Nah. It was weird. I, oh, I think we got a right petition about this, you know. Probably reading the Daily Mail and saw pictures. And saw, of yeah. And thought, oh, Primrose Hill. Yes, let's make that sounds, Sadie it. Frost, sounds very Kate yeah. Moss. So that's, that's yeah. me. So yeah, I digressed a bit. We'll go back to One's Got to Go. So yeah. yeah, so as I was saying, we've got, actually, we've got six different comedians, yeah. So as I said, it's based entirely on them and their body of work. So let me read it out before Shazam has turned them, them off. Do I know them? <laughs> yeah, of course. Well known. Oh, so. no, no, I know them as in person. No, 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 no. Well, actually, we don't know. We don't know how okay. Hollywood you are. Yeah, you know, exactly. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the first one is Eddie Murphy. Second one is Dave Chappelle. Third one. Dave Chappelle staying. Bernie Mac. The oh, Bernie one, Mac staying. Cat Williams. Fifth one, mm. Martin Lawrence. And the final one, Kevin Hart. Oh. Ah. <laughs> I know. I can't. I already know who my one is. When I uh, when I no no no, it's, it's not funny. Yeah, yours is Martin. Yeah. All right. I tell you why mine can't be Martin. Okay. Martin, uh, generation generationally in terms of comedy, you got a lifespan of about eight to ten years mm. of being at the top, mm. right? About now, I say six to eight years roughly of being at the top. Martin in the nineties mm-hmm. couldn't touch him. Mm. Hosted Def Comedy Jam the longest. Oh my god, house party! Oh no, he can't go. That's right? one of my favorite house movies. House party, yeah. Oh, would lose that. Would lose it. Martin is one of those people no. who was a pioneer of <laughs> his era. <laughs> Even the program, Martin. Martin. Mm. Yeah. You see, what I'm saying I can't dash Martin. Um, You're kind of winning me rounds. Because I, I, under, I understand what he's done for the game. 
Um, Who else was on that list? Eddie Repeat Murphy. The people Eddie again. Murphy. I've interviewed Eddie Murphy before. Have you? Yeah. Eddie Murphy like? cannot go. Yeah. He can't go. No he can't go. Man, no way. <laughs> no, I'll box anyone who says Eddie can't go. Eddie can't go nowhere. I'm very put Richard Pryor on this list and my heart couldn't do it. Can't do Richard. Of course yeah. not. I can't do Richard. So I was like, let me see <laughs> no, no, off. How very yeah, dare you. I thought, nah, I'm not going to do it. Can't do Richard. Definitely not. Eddie can't go. Eddie can't go. No way. He can't go. Because you know what? Apart from his stand-up, I'm just not willing to lose Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. Do you know as well? I, I love Beverly Hills Cop 1 and you know, 2. Come, so I'm come. pretty sure that Eddie Murphy has had every single one of these... Um, on his TV on pro- the, on yeah, film, yeah. On some sort of film or some Except, sort of project that no, he's yeah. seen. No, he has had Cat, actually, yeah. Yeah, he's had everyone. Yeah. Cat, Martin, I'm sure. Yeah, Martin, yeah, Boomerang. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, he... Oh, my God, we'd lose Boomerang! Yeah. yeah. No, Martin's got to stay. Cos has got to stay. Yeah, Cos has got to Martin's stay. Martin's in Boomerang. Mm. Um, oh my god! For me, of all of them, oh my god, it burns. Bernie Mac can't go. No, Bernie, Bernie, Bernie is one of my favourite of all like, time. Seriously, I'm I'm trembling at the moment. Like, we cannot yeah. get rid of when Bernie. When he's talking about his kids, yeah. Listen, that little comedy. <laughs> on my mouth, I love it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I ain't scared oh, of you, motherfucker. Yeah. I was at my mum's house for the first time. My mum had gone to bed, yeah. <laughs> Show the way I was laughing. My mum got up at like two o'clock in the morning, came down and said, Oh, what are yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't. I was like, <laughs> and it was He's that hilarious. He healed it, so he can't. He can't. He can't. Bernie can't go. You ain't eating no cookies. Bernie, Bernie cannot go. Him downstairs. Him downstairs. Who the fuck is him? <laughs> Bernie can't go. Yeah, nowhere. no, we can't. So right, so we're keeping Bernie. It has to be. We're cat keeping Eddie. Yeah. Has to be cat. And I really mm. do rate cat, but I do believe. When I look at everyone on that lineup, Cat was brilliant on stage. Mm. Great when it came to um, putting him in particular roles, mm. but not enough of him is legacy enough for me to sit here and say, go. Some people who listen to this, just because of them being millennials, mm. will turn around and say, Kevin definitely has to stay the biggest, right? Mm. Kevin... Uh, for other people, there's some that go just because he's so big, you get the natural haters. Yeah. Oh, he's not even that funny. Everything's saving, yeah. saving. Mm. Kevin, as a businessman, you Amazing. what? Yeah. Nobody could touch yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Do you follow him on Snapchat? I, I yes. think Kevin Hart's really yeah, funny. I was though. saying yeah. to Sheza, I think in one of the earlier podcasts that I follow him, simply because he's just got such a great energy. Yeah, mm. and he, you can tell he strongly believes like. You just need to get up, just be happy, just work for what you want and everything, mm, and it will come go. to you. And he says he's consistently saying it all the time. He doesn't come mm. off of that. I've never seen him go and go on there and be miserable. Or he, he said it in an interview one yeah. time. What has he got to be miserable about? Exactly. Like, like even if he's having a bad day, mm. he just looks at everything else, all his blessings and around it's really him. Really nice. Yeah. So, I was, yeah. so the first thing I do, well, actually, when I wake up in the morning, watch is check Kevin. and I watch Ke- and I watch Kevin just mm. for that to give me a little energy boost because mm. he's just that contagious. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, he Kevin has to can't stay. go. In ter- so for this who time else period, is on that list? Cat, yeah. Martin, Cat Bernie, Martin. Eddie, and um, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle ain't going nowhere. Chappelle ain't going. He's not nowhere. going. He, of that whole lineup, <laughs> of that whole list, he is the best comedian of every single you know of that what? list. I, I might even agree with you. you know, he is. Oh, Dave there's, Chappelle. There's no, if the Dave is, Chappelle has that. I'm actually, someone's going to find me here dead in the morning because I can't stop laughing. <laughs> yeah. I need to pause this video. He's, he's the one comic. Quality. He's the one comic on that list. Every other one of those comedians will turn around and say, is the best. Is the man, yeah. He's yeah. the one comic. Every he's single so one of them like, will. The way that he, like, he'll talk about politics, race, sex, whatever, and the way that he kind of puts his, his format 
together and kind yeah. of presents it. It's yeah. just to me, it's amazing. It's like, oh my yeah. god, I would have never thought of that. Or that, I love the fact that yeah. he's kind of he's, he's got at some points he's got kind of like, almost like a deadpan nonchalance yeah. about yeah. it, and it goes with the way he kind of like <laughs> moves on stage. But his jokes are. Cutting and I funny. Will forever love him for putting on a block party. Yeah, they had it on God. Vice TV. The I other think I saw day. it. Was was Erica Badu oh, there? Or something? He had like Erica Badu, Jill Scott, Talib Kweli, like Kanye before he went bananas. Yep. Like it was just <laughs> all of them were on that. It was amazing, and he put that all together. I think yeah. like people have so much respect for him. Mm as an artist and somebody to me who is an influencer yeah. as well they're just like we're not comics but we love you yeah. know we love Dave and he shows his love for he loves hip hop like he's a fan mm. yeah. which is why he was able to get all those people together and he con- when I say conscious mm. the man I, I yeah, saw, I saw him in Dubai mm. I saw him in Dubai when he just as he left the show right. and he wanted to take a break it was him and his son mm. staying in um years ago staying in the same hotel as uh, me and my mum was back mm. then. Look at this Hollywood guy. Look at him getting all Hollywood. He's staying in the same <laughs> hotel. My mum booked the hotel, not me. You know, like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've Hollywood on My mum booked that hotel, not me. Back then, I wasn't even doing comedy. <laughs> but um, yeah, I met him when he was, was there. And he was going, f- that was just when he was going through that I need to escape America phase. Yeah. And just who he was as a person. Mm. Then I got to talk to him at the bar. Mm. Just who he was as a person then. I'm talking as a young guy who watched him. And like, I'm a massive fan. Mm. And he was very welcoming, but very honest. He will mm. sit there and tell you, when you say he liked his show, he's like, well, it's not my show anymore. So you mm. can like it, but you're not liking me. Mm. And he's very honest mm. about that because he left it for that very reason. For that reason, the man is right? As someone with integrity as Mad well. integrity. Yeah. Because if you're throwing a amount of money in front of anybody, they'll be like, yeah. fuck yeah. my integrity. Let me yeah, take let me this shit. He was yeah. like, so no, I can't do no, that. I need to sleep at night. That's what he said. I need to sleep at night, which mm. is which is great. And it's funny because he's not actually the first person in entertainment to talk about being offered large sum of money to and kind of sell no, themselves yeah. out. Yeah. And you always mm. notice the ones who accept it, they go a bit doolally yeah, in do. the end. Yeah. And then they, they were trying to do that to Dave saying, oh, he's gone a bit. No, he hasn't gone a bit. No, no, no he's he he mad conscious. But you yeah. know what? The thing is, to me, as seeing that, like the, even the way you put it, that he needed to escape the industry and escape America. The yeah. fact that the fact that you recognize that, because you know, there's a point where people aren't even gonna recognize mm. that. And I'm yeah. gonna say it, no offense to Americans, but especially when you are American, yeah. I don't think you even see how about the dollar the belly yeah. of your beast yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Money. So the fact that he even had that like that uh, that understanding of that scenario mm. lets me know that yeah, for real, I think he is. He is mad conscious, and I, I definitely got to love him for that. Mm. So we're saying, Cat Williams, he gotta go. I'm gonna say, oh, Cat, he gotta bad. go. And I think this is oh, his own doing. Crispily, crunchily, crackily. Cat could have been <laughs> yeah. hell of a lot bigger than what he is. Yeah. But I feel like he's somebody who c- constantly fights himself. Yeah, he does. Because he could, he could have been, he could be an Eddie. He could. I still feel like he could be. Amongst the greats, because yeah. he's got the talent. I don't but know. When you say fights himself, I don't feel like he has the temperament to do it. Mm. I feel like. But don't you think this is? And this is another question mm. that I asked. You know, our other comedian guest that we had on shout out to Dane. I saw him today. That don't you mm. think that 
Or is it maybe is it me as an observer looking in that comedians sometimes have a lot of demons? Yeah. Oh, he Why has is loads. that? Okay, so where does that come <laughs> from? Oh, how many demons do you have? You want to talk about that? I'll be honest. <laughs> um, I don't have that many. Mm. Right. I, mean, I got the same amount as everyone does in their right. life. Yeah. The issues with you know, little things in family or um, things with your with an ex or whatsoever. Those are my demons. But mm. I don't have some of the dark places some of these comedians go to. Mm. It's entertainment as a whole. And, I, and where it comes from, mm. um, especially if you shut up really high as an entertainer, um, if you don't build foundations that you can go back to at given points and shoot up literally 100 miles an hour without being able to sit here and say, all right, how am I going to land mm. when, I've, when my high is now <clears> dropped? You fall and you hit your head hard. And that's what happens. A lot of us um, see some that of these entertainers. That is such a precise explanation. It's true. Mm. And some, some of us see these entertainers. Um, perfect. It's always the example we get of the ones that shoot up from when they're kids. Mm. And they've never had a chance to be a child. Yeah. To grow up. To be a teenager. To have the thing, to have people say no to you, reject you when you want to chat them up, ask them for a telephone number, for not getting that job. All the little things that make you have to grow in life. Mm. Because you've shot up so quick, everything to you is literally... Everything to you is literally, um, it's all here. Um, yeah. it's Kel, Kel from Keenan Kel's prime example, mm. right? If you watch his story, <laughs> he was he was young and he was the popular one of the two in Keenan and Kel. Mm. But Kel, he had girls that were coming after him when he was 16 who were like big 29, 8, 30 mm. year old girls. Wow. He had money and he had people just saying, yeah, you're Kel and so on. And he it never grounded him. It's Kel the one right. with the braids. Kel was the one with the, with the braids, yeah. yeah. And he basically... He got into drugs because it was accessible. Everything is there for you. Mm. But you don't have someone or something there to say, no, you don't need to do that because if you do, it's going to ruin this. Right. right? A lot of the time you get people that, because you are famous, get offered so much things and you're allowed to get away with so much things. Yeah. Um, and also because you don't have an understanding of your, a reality around you. Yeah. So even to my level, I'm not massive I'm known amongst my peers or amongst the UK. Mm. I still don't recognize when I have um, friends who I knew from the past mm. that I may have not seen for a while that when they come back to say, yeah, I see what you're doing. I'm proud of you. There's a part of me sometimes that I look at some. There's even one I had a talk with um, last week, someone I was cool with. Um, <clears throat> but when we had a big fallout back years ago. Mm. Sees me doing well now. Mm wants to say I'm proud of you, but there's a part of me remembering that person for the fallout. Mm. And sometimes they genuinely don't want to rekindle a friendship. They just uh, they just want to say, yeah, I'm seeing what you're doing and past the past, I just want to say I'm proud. Yeah. But there are some that are like, ooh, I see all he's doing well. Hey, yeah, he's my friend. Mm. I knew him from young. And when you when you don't have that sense of reality of, of who is who yeah, around you. Yeah, be able to tell yeah. the difference yeah, between that and that. Yeah, you get lost. You, you get lost in it. There are so many entertainers. And I think with comedians, um, the one thing that is the darkest horse for us um, of a sense of reality is not the reality that we know. It's what other people think about us. Mm -hmm. We go on stage and make people laugh. We Before we've even met a person in the crowd, 400 people are looking at us and they think they know who we are already. Mm. So they create a familiarity. When you come off stage, whatever you said on stage, they relate to and throw it to you mm. or bust joke with. 
I might make a joke about how I cheated on someone in a relationship. Hasn't happened. Mm. You'll get a girl that will speak to me afterwards and say, you know what? You disgust me because you cheated on a woman. I'm like, That's, that was a joke. On yeah, stage. that was yeah. entertainment. Right? So some of them, if I say I'm single, I could be in a relationship, but for that joke, mm. I'm single. Or I could say I'm in a relationship, but I'm actually single. Mm, mm, I get mm, the mm, fallacy mm. of them not really knowing the difference between the two, but in their head, they create an idea of who you are and they try to approach you with that familiarity. So that then affects how people then relate to All the time. You. People see me as the funny guy all the time, as if I, like, I'm going to go home and tell jokes to my television. I switch <laughs> off. I relax. Like, mm. you go to work. You're, you work in law. Mm. You, you don't want to argue all the time and try to win a court case every day. You want to switch off. And people just think, no, I just want to debate everything. Exactly. Just like because I keep saying, not every day parliamentary debates. There you go. That is my catchphrase. Not every day sure parliamentary debates. Some days I just want to just whatever yeah there you go you know? so you get you don't want to have to you just want to switch off relax do your thing yeah. but people then try to take you for the the comedian I, i've had people um so years ago oh sorry years ago um i remember i had one massive argument with someone i was seeing mm. and the reason why is because i saw a pattern every time she felt down is when she'd really want to talk to me Mm. Right, we talk regularly, but anytime she felt down, she'd expect me to be the person to pick to her pick up. Because yeah. that euphoria she got when she first met me at a show mm. was, you make me laugh. It made me happy. So it's like I was her doctor or therapist, mm. and she wanted me to be Mr. Funny to make her feel good about herself. Mm, mm, mm. So I, after a while, I thought you're taking the piss. Yeah, because Mr. Mm. Funny is your job. It's Isn't not it? your. Why, you want me to work? Right, right, I want right. to switch off. I want to relax. <laughs> right. And I, and it was only then really that I understood what that people can see for who you are on stage and not be able to disassociate that. Yeah. With all of that going on where you don't have a real sense of reality or people that have a reality about you, mm. that can cause you to go into a dark place. You get bitter, you're like, oh, I don't want to chat to no one, man. If you're going to see me as this guy, fine, I'm going to be the complete opposite so mm. you can't see me as Mr. Funny. I don't do that, but mm. I see why it happens. Yeah. If you don't manage it, you don't understand that the audience see you is, is who you are on stage then you sit there getting angry at them for who they see you being on stage. Yeah. But they, that's the only reference that they have. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, you have yeah. to remind them, just so you know, I'm not Mr. Funny all the time. I like to switch off. Yeah. That's it. Get cool. that. All right. Got that. So that was Cat Williams then. Um, <laughs> although we digressed a little bit so yeah we did so digress did, yeah. did we choose Kat as our yeah, person we chose Kat. Go. Go. okay cool oh he Kat, man, go. it's, it's been, it's, it's been oh, good go. we've enjoyed oh, um, poor little Tink 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 okay so earlier on Shezza was talking about um, the fact that we Last night. We stepped out, didn't we? We? Did. we went on a date. We did. We painted the town red a little bit. <laughs> and we were invited, courtesy of Mobos. Thanks again, Mobos, for inviting us to the Damn screening. Damn, who there? I ain't even been invited. <laughs> yeah, that's all right, Ori. Excuse me. It's all right, but you're in hotels with um, Dave Chappelle and that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, Mobos very kindly um, invited us to a screening of um, the movie Moonlight. Don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, yeah, with the, the gentleman from um, Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, him. yeah. Him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, fantastic yeah, yeah. in it, by the way. Really good, yeah. Um, yeah, so Shez and I went to see it, and we just had. <sighs> I thought it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. I felt quite stressed watching it, but I can't tell you why because I don't really want to ruin it for anybody. Okay. But there's a particular in a, why in, I'm a, in a that. synopsis about the film. Yeah. Moonlight is um, it's directed by a guy called Barry Jenkins, and it is, in a nutshell, a coming of age movie about a young guy who lives in. Um, 
Miami. Mm. He grows up in Miami. He's from a dysfunctional um, family set up. I don't even know if we... I, I don't want to... His, his mum's played by Naomi Harris, mm. UK um, actress, and it's a dysfunctional family. He is taken in somewhat by... Um, What's his name? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha Ali. Yeah. Marsha Ali. I should have his name right because I really love and respect him as an actor. And Janelle Monet, who are another family oh. unit. Mm. And it shows it shows three it shows, three the, main, shows the lead character in three different periods of his life. Mm. So from a child, from like the like, ages of yeah. like eight to maybe eight to ten, you can yeah. imagine. So preteen, yeah. kind of teenage years, and, and then, then adulthood. kind of adulthood. Okay. And to me, I just thought it was it was beautifully shot. Mm. It was there's not that much dialogue in it for a film, but there's I mean there's enough, but there's not it's not overdone kind of thing. It is quite sparse on dialogue, mm. but it's to me, I it was I was really taken yeah. in by it. I thought it was a, I think it was a beautiful movie. I think it's a nice story mm. in the sense that it was different. Um, it touches upon sexuality, and I think that it was different in the sense that you know I've I keep saying I'm really bored of slave movies, of gangster movies, mm. of you know drug mo- like i'm i'm so over that narrative i'm just it's just so boring mm. i've seen it done so many times let's let's have more because there's so much more to yeah. us in terms of black movies so for me this was like a, a whole new storyline and i loved it and the fact that it had this thing about sexuality this this kind of uh, part of it about sexuality running through it um we, I heard mm. as we were sat watching it, um, a guy, a guy behind us, comment to I don't know if it was his guy friend or his girlfriend because I didn't turn around, but say um, about a particular scene, ah, oh, they must have got paid bags to do that. Oh snap! Because oh, it oh, showed, wow. because it showed, and it, it wasn't even that graphic, yeah. but it showed two men. Um, being intimate and intimate for me, I mean intimate in the broad sense of mm. the term. I don't mean them. no, no, no. Oh. So I don't mean I think you should you should see the film. I, I, you should see, yeah, you I don't want to ask for the spoilers. Um, there, yeah. But no, no, he he completely wasn't. His character was beautiful though for what he was, um, and I just felt as though that was part of that comment. Mm. Kind of personified for me part of the problem I think with black masculinity. Okay. And the narrow frame that mm. we tend to box black masculinity in yeah and i kind of wanted to kind of maybe delve into why is that Mm. do we think it's kind of uh, because i personally do think it's perpetrated in the films and the characters that we're always seen playing Mm. because then that creates i think a false picture and a false image of what it means to be a black guy Mm. a black man it must be like this, must walk like this, must talk like this, must dress like this. Mm. And I just feel like the reason why I say that about that comment, because I just thought to myself, and it goes back to something that you said, it's almost like this guy watching the film didn't understand. What He's the film, acting. Yeah. But also this is his well, job. <laughs> I think the movie is being promoted in the way that you know that this is it's got um it's gonna be um homosexuality kind of as a theme as in a, it. yeah as a running theme through it like yeah. it's, it's not a secret so it's like you've come out to see 
this movie, surely you would have had some sort of inkling to know that there are going to be parts in the movie where these two actors yeah. are going to get into but it. But I just feel it? like even if, even if you, whether you did or you didn't know, the, it struck me as... Because if you if you dissect someone saying, oh, they must have got paid bags for that, you're saying that it, because it's 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 extra yeah, it's, saying, it's extraordinary yeah. for him to be doing that, yeah. and it's like, but he's an actor, mm. you know, he he probably went to acting school Acts. for this, like you know, <laughs> mm. yeah, he's an actor. <laughs> you know what I mean, this is what yeah. he does. This is what mm. he does. So for you to kind of for the guy to kind of say that, it made me, it brought me back to thinking about that narrow field view that we have of what a black guy can or can't do because mm. he's a fucking actor. That's mm. what he's doing. He, doesn't, he might have got paid nothing for it because he might be doing it for his craft. Yeah. And I'm saying this, the scene weren't that graphic. So it wasn't like, you know, that you have some actors who say, oh, I would never kiss. A, it wasn't even that. Mm. It was like, it was showing a moment of, I call it tenderness or intimacy. And people were like, I felt... <laughs> maybe losing their ability, their perspective on <laughs> to it. To look outside it's a, yeah, the box. Because yeah. it's a black guy. And so that's why I'm asking the question, do you feel that black men, or, or why do you think it is? Let me ask it wider than that. Why do you think it is? Because I'm going to say that it's, it's, it's a truism. But why do you think it is that black men get placed or place themselves in a kind of defined box of this is how we are and this is how we must be? There's a stigma that I think we, we, there is a stigma we perpetuate. I think maybe there's a part of us that feels if we don't push the stigma of we have to be a certain bravado, a certain, certain way we carry ourselves, that we're being submissive to what we might perceive as a very westernized way of thinking, mm. though we are originally African. Mm. I do believe that with something like that, it's quite it's quite a tender topic. That mm. with something like that, okay. When I was younger, as a as a guy, when you're a teenager and you're starting to you know try and get girls and and start getting physical with girls, there mm. was a massive thing that guys couldn't say oral sex in the girl never mm, mm, because it makes mm. us seem more submissive right in right that right mm. same even guys who are like in their tw like early 20s still very much nah nah but a girl can do it to me yeah 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 i think when you put yourself in a position where you see you're now not the top or the alpha in whatever relationship mm -hmm. interaction you have mm -hmm. there's a part of you that goes all right i'm doing something wrong right and, it, right, and i right. think maybe what it's hard when you've got two two men from the outside it looks like two equals mm. when and this is a wrong way of thinking but when you look at let's say a man and a woman from the outside there is an ideology that even though we know they're equal the man has his role the woman right. has her role right right i don't know why it threatens other people but they go well who's that role who's the mm. who is it who's taking who's giving it's mm. there's something about that and i think that when you don't understand it um you can either choose to go, well, I don't understand it, it is what it is. Mm. Or because you don't have that understanding, you choose to take it as something that's threatening to you. Mm. And I do believe that with a lot of, I, I wouldn't say it's just uh, black men, there's other cultures that do it as well, but I'm only going to talk for our own. Yeah. With a lot of black men, um, we look at something like that as a threat to our masculinity if other right. people are able to deny it. If, right. we've, if we've adopted what an idea of our own masculinity is. So if I believe that me being mascul masculine is the idea of, 
I can get a girl. She's my missus. I'm the man of the house. Mm. I'm the breadwinner. I'm the A, the B, the C. Mm. And someone else turns around and goes, now you don't have to be, bro. I'm, I'm with my man and we're both. And I'm the person that stays home or, or whatsoever. It some people take it personal as if it's a threat to their own right. their own choices. Their very their being. Yeah, but almost. it doesn't have to be if you don't take that upon you. Yeah. I'm not saying... I'll be honest with me. Um, Just by how I've raised... I was raised in the church. So mm-hmm. my belief of homosexuality is it's not something that should happen. Yeah. But then I also believe sex before marriage is not something that should happen. Yeah. Something I've done. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and turn around and say, you're wrong for your actions. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. there are some people that sit there and really take it as a threat mm-hmm. because they take it personal. Um, for me, I just say live and let live. If that's what people do, that's what they mm, do. But yeah. the only reason it can be threatening to you, of there's a whole idea of what masculinity is, is if you choose to see what they do as a direct threat to yourself. Yeah. One of the other interesting things that we spoke about mm. as well, um, as the guy, you know, we said we, you see him in three phases of his life. Mm. So in his teenage years, the actor that plays it, and I think the casting in the film was spot Brilliant, on, by yeah. the way. But in his teenage years, he's very geeky. Um, he's very awkward. He gets picked up, picked on and bullied and assaulted even at one yeah. stage in the film. And so when you see him a- as an older guy, apart from him being mm. that actor being extremely oh, hot. God, he's beautiful. Jesus. Like, <laughs> can we just have a moment of silence for the hotness? Well, can, do, I have, do I have to join in the silence? Because I went there. And can I don't if really you want to. Like that, so. But let me just. You have the silence. I'm just going to hum. Right. Amen. Amen. So he's now the older version. And he had what I felt, he had adopted what I felt were other kind of trappings of so-called masculinity. masculinity. Yeah. So he was like, you saw him like doing weights and training and he was, mm. he looked well, yeah. physically leagues different to how he was yeah. as a teenager. He looked very fit, right? Extremely. Extremely. Just imagine like really look, look. geeky, skinny, skinny boy. And then <laughs> he turns into a man who's just like, right. Hench, right? right? So he was hench. Right. He had like grills. Mm. He had a certain swagger about him. And I think it was purposeful, not just because of where he lives, like Miami and that whole kind of scene, but I think it was purposeful for um, the director to have him and to cast him like that because it, I think it was like the obvious trappings mm. of so-called black masculinity. Mm. And again, yeah. what is there... Like, do you ever feel like there's that need to look a particular way, dress a particular way, be Mm. interested in specific things Mm. for you to maintain your black masculinity card? I used to. I used to. Mm. Now, nah. Yeah. Now, I think, mm. nah. Do you know, it's interesting to me. Someone was talking about um, black men setting the standards for what they consider like manhood and masculinity. She's saying that based on the fact that we live in um, patriarchy and patriarchy Mm. is primarily set by white men, middle-class, upper-class white men. And it's like, actually, if you think about it, black men are actually following those standards. So you're Mm. following standards of a group of people who don't look like you, Mm. highly unlikely that they will go through things that you go through as as a child, 
to a teenager, to, to a another, man. Yeah. So you actually haven't set your own standards of what it means to be a man. So you take on all of these things and are these things, things that benefit you, mm. you know, benefit you in your life and your your well-being and mm. your and your mind as well so mm. i don't know if men have actually like sat down and thought hang on a minute all of these things that i consider you know masculine and things that i should be following are things that you know have been set in place for me but by people that look like that me, look like me yeah. and there are even some women mm. who uphold patriarchy as well because mm. as far as they're concerned this is the standard of how this is the you mold. as a man are supposed to be like as a man you're supposed to do that you've heard women say this before no, two men as a man you should be doing this as a man you should be doing that yeah who told you this like i think it's yeah i think like, all, the thing is i i do think some of it is men's own fault because going mm. on to the, the but that's why she was saying you should have set the standards yeah. what does it mean for you as a black man given the fact that you are going to live a totally different existence right. to your white peers yeah. why have you not set your own standards rather than but no, no I, think, I think I think that they have I think there is there is there's that overarching societal patriarchy mm. that they kind of do adhere to and it's probably easy for them to adhere to because that's like the dominant structure. Yeah. Yeah. But then I think there's also, I don't want to call it cultural because it's not really cultural, mm. but then it's it's almost maybe subcultural and it's what I was talking about in terms of the dressing and the, yeah. because yeah. you get, and it was even said in the film, like saying, oh, Sharon, why is your, why your, why are your jeans so tight? Mm. And like, you hear that mm. now mm. amongst black dudes like wh why would they dress like why is he dressed uh, black guys don't dress yeah, like that like, we yeah. don't dress how, how do we dress then well, then what's what's think, this, what are you saying like i think there yeah. are black men that would that would like to instill what their idea of um if let's say with within our culture or within our within our race a patriarch uh patriarch mm. patriarchy yeah patriarchy yeah. kind of but for us rather yeah. than just what we follow from um let's say the the middle class white male who runs the country yeah but because if we was to instill that in our children in the way that we would understand it mm. the society or the where we're in would knock us for doing that so yeah. there's a part of us that sometimes feel that like if i i don't have any children but if mm. i had kids telling my child to if he was being bullied to stand up and defend yourself mm. just to let the bully know no i'm sorry you can't do that to mm. me Amongst the school system, mm. they'll turn around and say no, but it's better to be passive and not let fight happen. Right. Mm. Let's talk to the teachers. Mm. So I'm teaching my child to not stand up and defend himself yeah. because the the system in place is to not fight back, to let it happen mm. and then go and tell someone. Or equally, what could happen to your child if mm. it's especially if it's a black child? Yeah. They'll look at that child, and be like aggressive. You got expelled, exactly. and you're seeing so many young black boys being expelled from school at like ridiculous mm. ages, exactly. like eight, nine, because they have. A scuffle with a classmate. Less than that. Yeah. And I'm, Less than that. Trust I'm not, me. I don't want to even. I, in fact, no. I'll just put it out there. I bet if the school was a, a school run by those who understood mm. black boys from young until until teenage years or to adult years, or by a whole bunch of people in the school who are of um, different Caribbean and African heritage, mm. and they can see how their boys grow up. Yeah. They wouldn't look at the boy that way. They would see it for what it is, yeah. maybe from a cultural level and see that there are some things that um, is not the child being aggressive. It's mm. him reacting back by how he was raised. So yeah. we, we all got beats when mm, we were growing mm, up, mm. right? There are a lot of people that don't think that's right. But for me to, for me to raise my child and beat my child is me wanting to do that because that's how I believe my child should be reared. Mm. But then someone telling me I can't do that. Mm. There's a reason why I think... Um, 
it's hard for a lot of black men to instill certain values is because there's always someone above you saying, you, you may want to instill mm. that value, but you can't That's do it. That's not how we do it, right? Exactly. Mm. So yeah. the comfortable thing to do, unfortunately, is just to take the, the system's patriarchy mm. and say all right let's just teach our kids to be let's that just way. conform just that. a survival exactly. thing i guess mm. so it's you know interesting being mary jane going back to that i watched the latest one today <laughs> and <laughs> it was four. yeah i and watched it, was, it yet no spoilers okay so there was oh god how can't spoil it now, now can you but there was there was um they kind of covered covered um you know the, obviously the whole skinny jean skirt wearing yeah. kind of hip-hop trend that's kind of popped off is now. it young thug that's is on that look mm, <laughs> yeah one of them Lil Wayne before yeah, that I reckon yeah right, but right, right. so yeah. basically they had a young kid on there who were, whose video went viral because he decided to wear a kilt right so they then showed this kid's dad literally just hit him in around the head and telling him you, you can't be, be doing that kilt, blah blah yeah. blah so Mary Jane was trying to get this kid onto the show to like basically tell America it's fine if, yeah. if you want to wear what you want to wear then you can which the child was about but at the same time the dad was trying to say what you don't realise is this where we're from he could literally get killed for that yeah. and mm. what she wasn't hearing was the fact that his, the dad even though like I'm sure he doesn't want his son to wear a skirt but mm. that wasn't his main fear his main fear was his son How could get killed yeah. Yeah. He was, what she what he was saying to her was when you leave here and all your cameras are gone and the lights are gone he still needs to live his life mm. his, his life is going to be hell now because there are people around here who don't understand and all that, of this that, yeah, exactly. this skirt and leggings business yeah, yeah. Mm. the child is going to do what he wants to do at the end of the day but what she, she just wasn't recognising that fact that you just want to come here for your story then go on about your business but I still have to raise my son. Exactly. So it's like yeah. a survival thing for the dad. He's like, mm. I'm not losing my child because he wants to wear a skirt. It's just mm. for your message. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay. That's actually a really, like, yeah, yeah. I, underst I understood that. Understanding the fear of like, potentially this piece of fabric is going to have my child six feet under and mm. I'm just not having it. So do you think that that's a reason in general for almost like strict and rigid conformity to this is what... Because that's the other end of the spectrum, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. This is what, if you're a black guy, this is how you talk, this is mm. what you wear, mm. this is the strict confines I think, that I expect you to operate in. I think it's more, um, there are a lot of us that don't want to conform to that. Yeah. Like for me, my favourite music isn't isn't hip-hop or whatever. I do like hip-hop. Yeah. Massive fan of reggae and old school dance all and stuff. But my favourite music is movie soundtracks. Mm. I listen to that when I'm in the gym, when I'm driving. Mm. Drives my friends mad sometimes. But if I... My favourite TV programme, you must know this already. What's that? My favourite TV programme. What's the one thing I keep posting? I've been doing it for years. Nah? Star Trek. Are oh, you really? a Trekkie? I'm a Trekkie. Oh I've been to God. conventions. What is I've been it? Live long up. and prosper. Yeah, yeah I just can't do the finger thing. Yeah. Can you do it? I can't at all. My finger won't move. <laughs> Seriously, look, that's just it. Just like that. <laughs> but if you talk, when I was younger, tell that to my friends, oh, you're mm. a geek. And, and because for, I, I, it's a sad thing to have to say this, for a survival thing, if they saw you liking something which to them would seem geeky, they would think that, rah, he's not really strong. Mm. He can't defend himself. He's someone that I can bully. So right. some people conform to the idea of what quote unquote blackness is mm. to be accepted by their peers or just so their peers can leave them alone. Right. When you, when you're, survival. You see what I'm saying? Well, survival. When you blend in with the crowd, no one's really looking for you. Yeah. But when you're when the crowd is one blend, but you stand out different, even if your difference isn't a threat to them, yeah. they look and say, you're standing out. You're not with us. So you're now against us. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes there are boys who conform to just the certain swagger, a certain bravado, how mm. they carry themselves, how they talk in school, how who they like 
things that they say, what they do around each other, just so they don't get bullied or picked on by yeah, other yeah. people. And it's sad. That's mm. sad. That it's is sad. very sad. But, you know, if you look at the history of just black people in general, we've always had to do things mm. to survive. Like, I just see us as a group of survivors. Yeah. Like, people like to use, oh, you guys are victim victims. We're actually survivors. survivors. So go to go through things that we've gone through mm. over history. We should all be dead by now, really and truly. Yeah. But I, I just think we're really... Good. I think we're really good at adapting to situations and just doing what we need to in order to survive and mm. that these are survival techniques that we've we've picked up. And it is sad that we have to conform in order to do that, but as human beings, that is what you do. Your 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 thing is to survive whatever is thrown at you in life. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, we've kind of beat that one to death. All right. So, um, we're, so we're gonna wrap it up with Shady Corner versus The Light. So Shady Corner, Shady Corner okay. is essentially things that we think just need to go to the depths of hell and never return ever again. Like Trump and that. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's, he lives in Shady yeah, Corner. He's a, he's a, he's a Every resident. Shady Corner. He's yeah. in there week after week with his fake news and alternative facts and all that bullshit. Yeah. And then, and then we have to counteract that we have You Are The Light. So anything or things that we think deserve just a bit of shine because they're doing amazing or it's something that you know Okay. It's just great. Cool. So I don't know if you have anything that you'd like to throw into Shady Corner. That's something that, you know. Throw into Shady Corner. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. The most obvious is like Trump and, mm. and everything that's been going on. Oh, he's him. there. He lives um, there yeah, permanently. Oh, what can go into Shady Corner that should never come back? I got one. Um, um, trying, to, trying to knock other people's drive and hustle Lame and their flow. Man. I've, I've always, without point, you know, straight away. Ah, straight oh, away. If you have some haters and some detractors, you always. Me. It's not me, but I've seen certain things happen. Mm. In my eyes, when you're in a race and you're winning, mm. right, you're winning, there's no need to look back. See someone that's a bit behind you or running their own race at their own speed yeah. and try to trip them up yeah. if you're already closest to the finish line. Yeah. There's no need to do that. Without saying anything, that's what I've seen happen quite a bit and there's just no need. You're, you're, you're winning. Actually, so that's no really disturbing. Like, there the are corner. some people that do that. Yeah. And my I, philosophy is this, like, okay, it might not be your time now, but it will be yeah. soon. And you want those same people who, you know, you know, the same people who you would like to cheer for you. Yeah. You know, they should. They'll probably do that if you. Yeah. But if you're going to be that person, that's not. That's the thing. If you, there's oh, integrity is a thing. Integrity is the biggest killer of success. Your own success. If you mm. lose your integrity, your success doesn't matter to anybody. Mm. Does not matter. People look at you and say, "Well, yeah, you got like Trump again. Mm. You got a lot of money. You're now president, but we still don't like you yeah. or respect you. Yeah. So don't be that person when you're in front <laughs> that you have to. Just up, like you have to trip up everybody else because and you I feel like you're feel the only like, one. Are we not all running our own races? Like I yeah. seriously do not have a competition with anyone mm. in this life. I've got yeah, no time to make like, no sense. When you start focusing on other individuals that you think is a you're, you're not, you can't. Like, you're spending literally. so much time looking you're at that people. person over there. Yeah. You're not you're not rising anywhere. Yeah. Like and I'm sure they're probably not even watching you. It's all this time and energy that you're wasting. It's no ridiculous. Point. Yeah. And you're never getting the ins and outs of of what you see and what you may be hankering after like oh how come they're like doing this or how come they're doing that mm -hmm. if you even 
really take a time to maybe even get to know that person mm. where they're at. You don't know what they've sacrificed or what they haven't got, yeah. which allows them to be there. Mm. Yeah. And then you'll be thinking, actually, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Even people I don't know, and I've seen their trajectory into whatever it is that they've been trying to do. Like I think when we, um, John Boyega got you know, named as the guy that's going to be in the next Star Wars. I, was, yeah. I think we were both, oh God, we're so proud. We don't know that guy from a can of paint. <laughs> but, you know, and there was just something about that whole news and just watching him yeah. from Attack the Block to, to that. I'm like, mm. why would you not be proud? That's something yeah. to kind of like look up to and be like, you know what? If John is out there doing it with his young self, you know, there's hope for everybody else. Exactly. There's hope for me and what I want to do. Do you want a cool story about that? Real quick one. Yeah, go ahead. So I, um, the second one that he's there filming, mm. um, it was basically they, uh, my cast, one of the, my uh, agencies said, there's a casting to be his double in it. And I went for the casting and yeah. it, it got down to four of us. Uh, two of us, me and, yeah. and Axel was another one actually. Oh my God. Funnily <laughs> enough. And then two other guys. Yeah. Um, for, the, for this casting, they put us in the room um, and had John walk in and stand there. Now I've known John from before Attack the Block when he was doing some of the smaller bits. When he did the remake of the of the that honey trap, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, that was thing. my case, by the way. Was it? That was one of your cases. Yeah, oh. I represented the girl. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Wait, which girl? The girl that the, the honey was the honey trap, trap. In fact, yeah, that was my mm. client. It was that long kiss teeth we did earlier. But yeah, he um to see him, mm. I hadn't seen him in years. I saw him and we like, oh yeah, I, what? Oh sorry, yeah, yeah well, how you doing? Well, I got whatever, but we had to still keep it fresh because what we was doing. Yeah. To see him from how he was to now. His whole demeanor change, mm. his mannerisms, everything was polite. He walked in the room, didn't know everybody, mm. shook everyone's hand, was very welcoming. He knew that he was there because other people were there waiting on him and mm. stuff, and he was very polite and so on. And you have to see something like that and say, there's so many people that looked at him and said, oh, why is he some guy from Peckham and mm. whatever? He come out the other side, his family are proud of him. Mm. He's proud of. It will. It's of nice. It's really it's is nice. nice. Mm. Why would you? Yeah. Why, why would you want to get? And it's even like nicer that. Yeah. that I know that he's a nice person. He's like you kind of yeah. verify that because I like hearing movie. things. Like you so often hear, you know, people sort, get money and then change. Yeah, people in Hollywood. Even that people I know are just like little shits, and they just they they're still able to rise up through it and do well. Like not to say that I'm like hating on. You know, no, them doing recognize. well. I want people to do well, but at the same time, it's like I'd like to hear somebody who's actually a really nice and person. And integrity. Yeah, and exactly. And just kind of rising up like that. So mm. when I saw John doing his thing, I'm like, John, yeah. John can't do no wrong. The, the mm. Media would listen. The media, the way it is, they were trying. They, they I like try how they keep trying to attach time. the Damilola Taylor story to him. him. Every, I'm like, they were just friends. Like, he'd, like that is literally they it. Even, they it. even kind of do that to that. Who's that young black footballer that um, he signed for quite a good amount of money? Not Sterling. Reem Sterling, yeah, yeah. Do they I don't keep even like, I don't really like the way I don't like how they report on him. In the him press. He goes, he he's been primarked to buy a couple bits and pieces. It was like, is that all he can afford? Yeah. We know what you make. What, what so does what? It yeah. So he goes, what? But then McDonald's if you see, but, yeah, yeah, right. but then if you see him in Prada, they'll be like, oh, guy know, trying yeah. to stunt, flashing his cash, blah blah blah. It's yeah. his money. If he there wants to go. spend it in Poundland, he can spend it in Little Prada. His business, like, really irritates me. So yeah, so when I read stories about, I'm like, why? they keep talking about if you want to do a story mm. in Damalola Taylor then do one but this has got nothing, nothing to, do. to do with John yeah the they'll always try and John he'll just listen there's no you can't find no scandal in him because mm. he brought up in the church he's still there family 
uh, behind him, praying for him as yeah. well. He's just literally working hard, polite to everybody, knows when to, to switch off, knows when to work. And why wouldn't you want to support that? Mm. As a guy who people look and say, black British boys, if they're yeah, like him, doing it. well done. Yeah. Oh, I have to shout out, I said this last week as well, um, Bashi. Yeah, oh, he's he's well, um, 24 is about to come out maybe in the next week yeah. or so. And like, I'm there's a next, a next person who is lovely, extremely proud of and very he's very just nice guy very grounded been watching his um interviews. northwest london like just point that out thank okay, you whatever <laughs> thank you i mean and even in the song north i would just like to throw that one out claimed there, him don't worry bash you can't on, be perfect in every Carry aspect on. move on, on like move on it's interesting when i left here actually last week i yeah. saw a 24 poster with the other guy i keep that seeing the other guy yeah he's the main guy he's the main guy but i would really wanted to see a poster of of Bashy, like, like just in the in the end. With a 24 poster. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. That would be so sick. So, that yeah. would have been really good. Yeah. It would have been good. When you told me, and then I realised I had seen those posters, and you know, I didn't, I, I, every time I saw young Dr. Dre's face, mm. I was thinking, I know that face <laughs> from somewhere. <laughs> young Dr. Dre's yeah. face. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. told me it was Dr. Dre. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. who it is. Yeah. So but it's yeah, nice. I thought I was going to see someone's with um, with Bashi on it, and then I didn't. So yeah. I was like, oh, that would be really nice. Well, maybe like really give nice. this a little bit of a, you know, once the, the show kicks off and it gets going, mm. if it does do really well he'll, season yeah. two he'll get his poster I feel yeah. like he deserves he it so I think I'm going to put Bashi into the light because yeah. we put we'll him in that. last week no okay no Bashi can go yeah. in the light John Boyega can go in the light definitely Malachi Kirby can go, go in the light, light. Yep. Yeah. Dwayne, um, Dwayne Henry Dwayne Henry can yeah, go in yeah. the light yeah. all young black men UK talent you can go in the light you can go in the light you can go in the light you can <laughs> and on that positive note, so ends this podcast. Yes. Join us back here next week. And can you please email, email us in any of your relationship dilemmas yes, to two girls podcast at gmail.com. That's second. the number two <laughs> girls podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Ari, for being here Thank with you us. For having me. Thank Northwest you very much. finest. Ooh, yes. <laughs> good. How are you? And Lola. <laughs> Lola, kind of spice up this place I'm in this dungeon called North London so on that note on that note we out we out